I would like to sort of um, cover the basis by um, not suggesting that uh, ideas that we're going to try to share apply to any and all situations. They're not intended to be the actual solution for any situation, just uh, as an idea that could be hopefully used by the very capable members of the audience or any audience. Um, and there may be some situations that are of a much higher end nature, shall we say, much greater challenge, um, for which I'm hoping to share something at the end. But the beginning part will try to be uh, hopefully helpful for, then, shall we say, easier challenges of life, not that any are easy, but the more um, sort of manageable level where we would wish, I think we all wish, that we could find a way how to face the situations that are challenging to us in, in our midos, in our uh, mitzvah observance, especially the areas that Gemara uh, says are uh, very powerful pulls on a person. Gezel Varayas, a person has a powerful desire for. There could be other life situations that challenge us in Midos, not to respond in the wrong kind of way when we are challenged significantly, not to engage in behavior that there's strong pull towards, strong temptation for, strong pressure for. And I think that uh, for the most part, um, at least speaking of my own experience, um, we, we, have, we find it very difficult to avoid, to be very simplistic, to avoid wrongdoing in a way that we can feel good about. Because after all, if we succumb to the temptation, so then we are sinning and we feel very bad about ourselves. And if we don't succumb, so what great accomplishment is there? What is there to feel good about? didn't do bad, I didn't lower myself, I didn't embarrass myself, I didn't give in to anger, so I didn't act in an out-of-control fashion. I didn't give in to taiva, so I lost out on the pleasure, and what do I have to show for it? It's really hard to identify and hard to really be happy about the whole situation. I really wish I wouldn't have this all together. It's just a big annoyance. Of course, we have betachem, we trust Hashem, we know he knows what he's doing, but it's not easy to find a way to sort of be embracing it and be engaged in it in a positive way in the avoidance, shall we say, of something that is lonely or dam spiritually damaging. And even once, once we find out that the overcoming temptation is considered a very great mitzvah. Like Rashi says in Masech Kedushin, by Mizu. this is the greatest mitzvah. So we know intellectually 
It's considered a great mitzvah to overcome our temptation, but we don't really know so well, we can't really relate so well what it's really all about. <clears throat> Is it just a matter of being subservient to the commands of Hashem? Ben Yonin brings it's the mitzvah of Yerashamayim. So, how can we really understand that on our level? To say, okay, we want to be certainly not transgressing Hashem's commands, but it's hard to relate to it in a personal way. So, it seems like it's just a matter of self-control, obedience, not, not violating Hashem's command, not doing harm to ourselves. We're, we're primarily in a state of some kind of conflict, like one part of us wants it, the, the other part has to resist it. It's considered to grow greatly credited if we do succeed in resisting, but it's hard to find a way to be like really okay with it, so to speak, or even to embrace it, even to appreciate it. I don't know if we can go so far as to say to want it, but the truth is, if the Gemara is saying, this is the greatest means of spiritual elevation, then we should be happy with it. And that seems uh, quite, quite difficult. How could, how, what, what mindset could we find? What view could we find that can enable us to be really glad to be using this very powerful tool for growth of being faced with some temptation, some challenge, whether in Navaris, whether in Midas, whatever aspect of life it might be, and be able to look at it and say, oh, this is being given to me to use it. And I understand a little bit of how I can use it and how it's working for me. So I think if we really would think into it a little bit, we would discover that maybe there's something really passionate here. And there may be good, good source material. I would like to explore a couple of examples, not necessarily to be the, like I say, the solution to the problem, but just as a way of giving us like some kind of a, of a sample of a, mindset. But before we get to any specifics, just plain simply in facing any situation of a negative behavior, a negative midah, the chora, it's, it's quite reasonable to, to, to assume that if a person is so created with the capacity for both extremes, the highest level good and the lowest level level negative. That's by definition, one is always mirroring the other. Let's take the simplest case. Person is tempted to, to, to something that's dishonest. Well, by definition, resisting the temptation to something that's dishonest is gaining the value of honesty. Is declaring to himself dishonesty, theft falsehood 
is improper, is wrong, is lonely, is damaging. Rather, I want to be a person of honesty, of integrity, of loyalty, of truth. So it's clearly mirroring the opposite side. I happened to come across, based on the shmuz of the Shiva's Chalvach, that I was reviewing some of my notes, the Gurarye, uh, in the beginning of Parashas Kedoshim, where Rashi says, uh, that's wherever you find the avoidance and the protection against the rise, we find Kedusha. And the morale over there explains that the, the Indian of, of Kedusha is precious from the physical matters, from the, the more physical, animal-like aspect of a person. A person is comprised of two elements. There's the seichel, the ruchni, and then there's the, that's the spiritual, then there's the physical, the gashmi, that is of the lowly nature. So the morale says that's the most powerful drive in a person that comes from the physical part is the drive of, of, of erva, drive of taiva. I don't mean to suggest that that's all that's at play in that area of temptation. Uh, as far as we could seem to sense, much more complex than that. But just working with this for the, for the moment, just for the taking that basic idea, which is definitely also unquestionably true, says that I'm, this is the most powerful physical drive. Therefore, the avoidance of that, the resistance of that, will be the most powerful means of acquiring the opposite quality of the, defining the person as a spiritual being, as one who is able to resist the physical pull. So, according to that, it's a whole different understanding. It's not simply that if I if I give into the temptation. I have lowered myself, I have damaged myself. And if I don't, okay, so no harm done. What's been accomplished? On the contrary, the, the very nature of the temptation being of the strongest, most powerful, most physically defining nature is what makes that its resistance is the most powerful spiritually defining nature. This is what's infusing me with the maximum spirituality when I am avoiding the temptation of somebody that's of the maximum physicality. That's I have a question. Yes. One question. Leaving the spirituality out of it for your own sake, because we know how much you hate spirituality. Um, what are you saying different? That, what is the difference between any given, um, any given Nisayon that we have in Midos Rose? That, uh, that the Chazal tell us that every time we, we s- succumb to this Nisayun, it will become easier next time, every time you pull back. Exactly. What are you saying different than that, except for you throwing in the spirituality part? Because you know, until I saw this, I don't know why, but I don't think that I um, had the clarity, which I think could have been there, speaking for myself personally, to recognize that it's a direct positive achievement. Sometimes it could be very subtle, 
not every temptation is the most powerful, you know, severe nature that its resistance will be life-altering. There could be more low-level ones. I didn't think in terms of that the resistance of the temptation is itself a positive acquisition of that, of what, what is opposite of it. It's like a device. This is like a, a means. It's, it, it could, I, I always thought of it only as, as like a more general nature. Okay, it's a mitzvah, it's a command, it's tivir Hashem. It has to do with the general spiritual welfare of a person. Here the morale is saying it's direct cause and effect. This thing is the most powerful physical pull. Therefore, its resistance will be of a uniquely powerful spiritual elevating accomplishment. It will be giving me the attachment to Kedusha in a uniquely great way because it is opposing the most powerful physical. So it's almost like, let me give a mushroom for it. If I'm tempted to a low level um, white lie that isn't the worst kind of sheker, and I, and I don't give in to that. So I have, I have um, given myself some measure of honesty. But if I'm tempted to the worst, most devious, most powerfully uh, 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 false behavior or activity or speech, then, and I resist that, then I'm going against that which is the Sheker incarnate. So then I am giving myself the maximum degree of endless. And by definition, the stronger the pull towards that undesirable quality or midah or aspect of the person is going to give the person the highest degree of the opposite, of the commensurate opposite good spiritual quality. The greater the temptation to speak to Mashnahara, the greater will be the Kenyan of the covered and Abbas Yisrael that I will be accomplishing by not engaging in it. So this is something that I didn't think in those terms until I saw the Maral. And I don't know, I don't mean to say that it's, it's only this aspect that we could utilize. Just the mere awareness that in every aspect of something negative, there is contained, there couldn't be found, may not be always so easy to find it. Sometimes you need a little you know, analysis to discover, but hopefully, in many cases at least, we'll be able to discover that in my not succumbing to the powerful temptation, need, lower pull that's within a person, I am by definition uplifting and advocating for in myself and engaging in and acquiring thereby the positive quality that is the, the flip side of the negative. So then I could, in, in a certain way, like be much more okay. Again, I'm not referring to like extremely overwhelmingly difficult challenges that has its own place, that needs its own discussion, its own study. I'm not prepared for that. I mean to say the things that we face more on a daily basis that are basically manageable, but essentially bothersome.
I remember myself like feeling very powerfully, very annoyed by having to face the temptation. You know the story about the Chavitz Chaim. He was in an inn, the waitress was not dressed properly. He turned to son-in-law of Hirsch and he said, what do they think, we're malachim? There was a, like a, you know, an expression of like displeasure of, of not being respected that their spiritual proper valid spiritual needs to like be so disrespectful of us to not to care to bring us to temptation so not that we know what's going on in the Chavetz Chaim statement but just like as a as like a, as a as a sample you know like by us it's a thousand times you know magnified do we have to be going through this this annoyance over and over and over again when that's what is happening and we can't avoid it. And hopefully an answer could be, if I could utilize this the right way, if I could find the way to be successful, even though it's, it takes work and it is not easy, but it is a method for me to be acquiring the peak of that flip side good midah. This will be the most powerful means of my acquiring kedusha by not giving in to the temptation of the, the pull of Arias. And I think the Avolbi gives us a, an idea. I'm sorry. Was, was that helpful at all so far? Did I respond to the question? Nope. I mean, maybe you did. I didn't understand, or I didn't hear a response. So until that, now, we that knew, directly addressed it. We, we knew, in general nature, avera gerus avera. If I give into the Sahara, I'm becoming more prone to give into the Sahara. It'll cause me to spiral downwards. Not a good idea. I'm, I'm going to damage myself. I didn't think about it in terms of that this situation of the Sahara tempting me is a golden opportunity. Now, that's to get a little extreme because we, of course, we dive in not to be tempted. We don't feel secure ever that we're going to be able to be successful. You know, that's that whole, that whole other uh, concept. But just, you know, putting that aside for the moment, we can look at it like it's a golden opportunity for me to acquire MS, for me to be, to be acquiring Kedusha, for me to be acquiring Savlonis, as hopefully we'll see a little bit, for me to be acquiring Avas Yisrael, covered for Yisrael, for me to be acquiring the good midah that is the opposite end of the negative midah or behavior that is being um, sort of pushed to me. And I can certainly, certainly if I can even avoid it altogether, that's the best to protect myself we find in the Rebbein Yonah, the, the Gedarim of Chazal is, is, is like the peak achieving the Vira Shemaim. I don't want to even be close to temptation. That's certainly helping a person in a major way. But where I can't avoid it, and there's the things that go on that I can't avoid, I, shouldn't, I don't have to relate to it as like, like this is bothersome to me, this is putting me into conflict, this is, this is constantly troubling me and, and Paining me and making me in, in, in self self war with myself. No, this is the method. 
not just that I have bitachon Hashem, that this is good for me, which I should have, which I need to have, of course, but I can even understand a little bit that this is working. Because I could use it. I could relate to it as, oh, Hashem knows that I still need to work on my sublimates. I still need to work on my humility. I still need to work on my avasistra. I still need to work on my kedusha. Here's another chance. Here's another chance. So I could, I could look at it as the vehicle for positive. Everything can be positive. We want positive Yiddishkeit all across the board. Even in the place of strong temptation. It's like, oh, this is the clea to be kind of Kedusha. This is the clea to be kind of Midas Teufus. The person that's getting under my skin, I could just barely hold back from telling you what I would want to tell you. No, I'm that. Ravolbi writes, every person that's in my life that I have a relationship with, I'm in a position of carrying him like I'm carrying a burden that no one else could carry. They need me as a friend. They need me as their parents. They need me as their spouse. They need me as their Rebbe. They need me as their Talmud. They need me to be in a relationship with them. And and engaging that relationship is in some form accepting to carry them. It's a fantastic concept, not a simple one. We're not used to thinking in these terms. Okay, when it comes to marriage, we know in the Bobin in the in the Magical Chastan, he brings that the foundation is what? So there we know the concept. But we, we never heard it regarding all relationships in life. And we are, in, in a sense, in a very significant sense, accepting to be bearing the relationship, which means bearing the person and everything that they bring to it. And to lose it, so to speak, on them is at least at that moment throwing off that person and rejecting that responsibility and that acceptance that I already have accepted, that I need to be accepting, and that they need also to be accepting towards me. I can only do my part. I can't control anybody else's. But that koach of being able to bear what that person brings, even though there could be some things that are quite difficult, is a tremendous midotoiva of savlomis. It's not just, okay, I'm not doing bad, I'm not hurting anybody, I'm not losing control. No, I am a giboy. I am bearing, I am carrying a great burden that is of great benefit to somebody to do that itself, of remain in the relationship with them, with all that they bring to it that is difficult for us, and not throw it off as much as we can. Doesn't mean, he says clearly, does not mean that I just give in on everything. There's a, there's a way to communicate. I have to let my needs be known. Of course, there's a way how to achieve this. I hope, That's, you know, also for another session. But um, essentially that to know there is a very fundamental, critical for life quality of savlonis that is being accomplished, that is being acquired through that bearing the other person, even when it's difficult, and not rejecting them. Rabbi, Rabbi yes. can, I interrupt for, can I interrupt to ask you something? 
Absolutely. Um, Please first do. of all, um, it's an amazing accomplishment if we can accomplish this, and I appreciate uh, your encouragement because it sometimes can be very difficult. It's any nisayon is it's hard, it's hard, it's hard. Why do I have to do it? Because I have to. Um, yeah, but I, I mean, I never, I never knew this concept before. I maybe I should have. I never knew this concept. I'm hoping that it could be very helpful. Right, but um, one thing that was um, I was wondering about when you were first saying it over is, does it depend on the way that you um, overcome the challenge? Like, for example, if the way we overcome a challenge in the area of taiva is, I want to, I want to, I want to, but I can't. Like, oh man, it stinks that I can't, but I guess I can't. So are we really accomplishing the opposite by doing that? Are we developing a of Kedusha by doing that? Because the way that you were mentioning it later, it sounded like you were highlighting, let's say when it comes to Savlanas, if we have a hard time dealing with um, a situation in our life, someone's involved in our lives that's causing us uh, to be uncomfortable, to be upset, but if we then recognize that, hey, by trying to appreciate him, by trying to respect him, by trying to be nice to him and doing our best, I'm accomplishing a great thing. I'm being nice to someone that it's not so easy to be nice to. So if that's my focus, then it sounds like you're at, like in that scenario, you're adding something positive. You're not just adding, hey, I'm not yelling at him. What I'm adding is I'm respecting him, I'm caring about him, I'm trying to not hurt his feelings, even though it's difficult for me. So you're focusing on a very specific positive aspect of it. You're not just focusing on, hey, I'm not yelling. What I'm doing is I'm respecting him, I'm showing him love, care, concern, appreciation, even though it's difficult. So... To me, it sounds like that's very, very helpful in this process. Like, do you think the morale would say it even without that, just by not yelling at him? Am I accomplishing the opposite? Or is it only if I'm not yelling at him because I have a mindset of respect and care and concern and appreciation? So then I'm developing the positive that's the opposite of it, as opposed to just... I guess it's uh, somewhat less of an accomplishment by just not yelling or so not. I hear that. I hear that question. I think that's a very valid question. I'm not sure. Um, there's no doubt that the more that I'm aware and focused on the positive development, the more effective it will be. Of course, if, if the if the if the um, refraining is like resented. And just like forcing myself, especially with like essentially for not much more reasons. So then, of course, it's going to be much less. At least, of course, I won't be engaging in the negative, but it's hard to see then where it's like experienced purely as just my forcing myself, how it has that quality. But I don't know if we could know enough to say it doesn't have it at all. Um, um, you know hoping that even when it comes to the Indian of resisting Taiva, that what's, what's largely at play is 
and we sort of find ourselves caught in the situation without being aware of the large picture. If we could see the big picture, we could see, oh, the Ibishta has a plan. He wants us to come close to him. One of the midas that we need to acquire to come close to Hashem is called Kedusha, which is innately going away from Gashmi into the world of Ruchni. There could be other aspects. You know, the Maral talks about Mamis is to reduce the Gashmias to the Roy for Teira, because it's school of Ruchni. There are many ways, but the most powerful one is when faced with the challenge of the Taiva of Arias, that is the most powerful physical Taiva in a person. We need it for the Kim. I mean, it has its place, it needs to be used for Mitzvah, but it has its most powerful pull on the person. And that is the opportunity that if I see the whole picture, what's going on, I can see this, oh, here it's been given to me so that I could not get into it and thereby be forging in myself the quality of elevation from the Gashmi into becoming Luchni. The highest peak end of it is that the Neshama is so dominant that the Guf becomes purified by the Neshama and it itself joins the neshama in the total spiritual form. That cannot be achieved in this world after the chait of Adam Arishan, Ramchal says. That can only be after Tchiyas Mason, the neshama returns to the guf, and it will totally purify and dominate the guf and elevate it into Ruchanias together with it. And that shows the full power of the neshama. While we're in this world, the guf still remains the guf, and it cannot be totally purified by the neshama. But wherever we have the opportunity of giving the primacy to the neshama, to the intellect, to that which is not physical, we are requiring within ourselves that quality of becoming who we are truly meant to be, of being of intellect, of refinement, of elevation, of spirit, and not of the pull of the body. And why Hashem designed it this way, that we don't know. But however Hashem designed it, we know that it must be that way, as the Maral taught us. It cannot be any other way, because everything in the Torah is mukhrach be'asem. So all the mitzvahs and all the mitzvahs of the person are how he must be in order for that goal to be achieved. So then we can embrace it. Oh, this is how Hashem knows I can achieve what I'm meant to achieve. Rabbi, can I interrupt again for a second? Not interrupting, go right ahead. Um, it sounds like what, what you're saying is that there's so much more wisdom behind all of the mitzvot, los essays. And mm-hmm. so many of the um, negative commandments, so many of the things that we're told not to do, we can sometimes look at it in a very, very shallow kind of sense that this is us, or that's us, or this is us, or that's the or, you know, like all kinds of different... Like, it's rules, it's camp, rules. Camp. And what you're really highlighting is that there's so much behind, like, all of these rules. And maybe what we see is that there's so much, like, wisdom, and so, there's so many things that we could be inspired by 
the more that we understand what's really behind them. And if we can understand, you know, that contrast between am I a physical being? Am I, you know, created? Is my life just all about running after pleasure and comfort? Or is my life about something much more special and such something that is so much so much more holiness? And on the surface, it could look like it's just a, don't do this, don't do this. But the more that we can understand and appreciate what's really behind it, then the more we could grow from it. I think and we should dare by view the actual practical fulfillment of it as the critical ingredient in the active components. You can learn and understand and have the wisdom that's also critical, but also to be aware that the active fulfillment of the resistance of the challenge is extremely significant in the in the making those concepts part of us. And of course, it requires good learning to try to see in each mitzvah what is the aspect of ruchnius that is being gained through that mitzvah. Okay. Um, it, it, is, it is noteworthy that the Orachayim in Parshish Gedoshim says there is a specific mitzvah which he learns to use to be a specific mitzvah of this union of acquiring Kedusha through being Parashim Arayis. And he questions whether maybe even by, maybe by Goyim, even though they have Yisuri Arayis, could be they cannot achieve this union of Kedusha. Um, just want to add one more thought in this area and then end with um, a little story. The uh, Ramchal in, in the second paragraph of Derech Hashem, I think, gives us maybe even a deeper view that could apply um, across the board, where we don't even need not to not to not to minimize the chashivas of the understanding, but where even before we gain any understanding, the mere awareness of any. Um, prohibition of the Torah in its true nature is enabling us to see it in a very positive way. Because the way he describes the Shlemus of Hashem is that Hashem is totally Shalem and He's devoid of all Chisar. Hashem is devoid. There is absence of any deficiency by Hashem. Whereas by a person, He is not innately like that. He has to accomplish to himself to acquire the aspects of Shleimus and to remove from himself or to avoid from himself the aspects of deficiency, of negativity that would otherwise be possible by him. Meaning that he could otherwise choose or maybe without resisting allow to become attached to him. And that avoidance of deficiency is itself an aspect of being like Hashem, as he describes it. Hashem is innately, completely complete and devoid of all deficiency. For us to be like Hashem, we have to accomplish it. We have to make ourselves of such a nature that the, what was potentially able to be 
deficient about us, not be there. So just the mere avoidance of something negative is really innately making ourselves like Hashem. In addition to the positive opposite side that it represents, the mere avoidance of the negative is, which could otherwise or would otherwise be there, is our accomplishment to be devoid of deficiency. We are making ourselves of such a nature to be like Hashem in not having chesor as much as we can. So then, I don't know if we can really grasp this well enough to use it, but it's good to hear about it, to know that anything that the Torah is directing us to avoid is innately the flip side of Hashem Shleimus, and it is part of our making ourselves like Hashem that we are avoiding anything that is other than Hashem Shleimus. Anything that is toiv is aras pana, is Hashem's presence is there, Hashem's closeness is there. Anything that is a negative nature is hester pana, Hashem is away from that. It is, it, is, it is distant from Hashem. Hashem is distant from that. So all the avoiding of negative and the achieving of positive is all aspects of how we are making ourselves to be like Hashem and bring ourselves innately close to Hashem. It has to be our achievement to acquire the good and also to be responsible for the avoidance of what otherwise is potentially negative that could be. So we make ourselves devoid of the negative and filled with Hashem's help of the positive, which makes us to be like Hashem and connect to Hashem. Okay. Rebbe, who's the one who said that last, last that's idea? Ramchal, that's the in the second paragraph. Second paragraph of Hashem. Yes, yes. Make sure to memorize it. Okay. Now I just want to uh, sort of add one thought on the, on the, that has some connection, but also has its own unique character with regard to situations that are, that we experience, I would hope that we'd be spared, but in case we are not, or we know anyone who is, and there certainly are people that do experience extremely difficult and almost overwhelming challenge. And the story goes like this. There was a young man suffering from compulsions towards a deviant lifestyle. In utter despair, he penned a heart-wrenching letter to a Rebbe, a Rebbe. The Rebbe responded with a three-page correspondence. One point stood out. The Rebbe told this boy that he does not know why he must endure this profound challenge. It's surely one of the mysteries of divine providence. But then he added this. Sometimes a person possesses an incredible inner light that can change the world. There is no way for this person to discover that secret power within himself and call it his own without being compelled to overcome a major life challenge. So it would 
result from this, we would discover from this, that where there is a truly major life challenge, a person has two unique opportunities for growth. First, the acceptance with Amuna that although he cannot understand why Hashem is giving it to him, that it is only for his ultimate benefits. And secondly, to be aware of the possibility, at least, that there is some very, very great, large, potentially earth-changing benefit that can come from his facing and overcoming this challenge. And the way we can relate to it, really, in a very practical way, is by realizing how all the person's accomplishments are shared and are affecting all the people that he comes in contact with, whether we realize it at the time or not. Because who we become affects how we relate to certainly most important people in our life and everybody in our life. Sometimes that kind of a sharing of accomplishment is done in a very clear and evident and noticeable way. A person that's succeeded in a certain area can start an organization, can go reach out, and they're actively and overtly sharing with other people their struggle and they're helping them in their struggle. But even when that itself doesn't take place in such a clear, obvious way, the growth that a person accomplishes by overcoming very major challenge forges them to become a different kind of person and that inevitably spreads out and we cannot calculate the ultimate effects the most far-reaching effects that that has in a very good way on the people around him. so uh, i hope some of these ideas could be helpful Anybody has any uh, anything more to share? They're welcome. And uh, otherwise, uh, I wish I saw a lot of atzlacha. Oh yes, we should maybe uh, you know add in the morale on the Fum Agra says that it is specifically by overcoming the barriers that a person comes close to another, whether it's Hashem or it's another person. And through that, said the Maral, he shows how close he is. Of course, showing to himself as well. That true inner closeness that he has, that he's able to overcome those barriers and come close and create the closeness. The potential closeness is there. It just needs to be brought into actualization, which includes the person becoming aware of it through his accomplishment and rejoicing in it, as the Maral says elsewhere, that he's obligated to rejoice in it because the true acquisition of the Shlemus is only with the Simcha of that acquisition. So we should be rejoicing in those situations of temptation, embracing them and using them to the fullest. Hashem should help us. Thank you very much.